Welcome to the Fathom Academy podcast, a podcast designed for the people of Fathom Church to be resourced to go deeper with God. I'm Kyle Knight. I'm the Youth and Digital Minister here at Fathom. Thank you for tuning in wherever you're at, wherever you're listening. Um, we have some awesome guests with us today. Um, we have Casey and Chelsea Coy. How are you guys doing? Good, thank good, you. Good. Good. They don't talk much. So this is good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> We we have we have the Coys here, um, married couple, only our second married couple, uh, next to Chris and Marcy Martin, uh, to join us. So we are really excited to have both of them here uh, to talk about something that, um, as as me and Pastor Chris have been talking about this podcast and what we want it to be, um, hearing different topics from the church that people are passionate about, where people work, um, all that kind of stuff. One of the things that has been coming up a lot lately is um, is school and teaching, how how weird that's been the last year, whether you're a, a parent or a teacher or not. Um, so, we, so we just thought we would love to have some people on to talk about schooling, what that looks like. Um, we are super lucky and blessed to have um, a couple that are both teachers right here with us. So. Um, so we brought the Coys on to talk about teaching. Um, they are they are both teachers, and we'll kind of get into that uh, here in just a second. But uh, thank you all for being here. I know it's um, is this is this your spring break? Yeah, you guys on spring break? Yeah. yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you for taking time out of your <laughs> spring break. Te- is it really a spring break for teachers? Do teachers actually get a break, or is it more? Definitely, we try to. Yeah, <laughs> that's, it's even more so as a teacher. I think <laughs> that's important. Yeah, that is very important. Okay, um, let's just for for those that are listening that might not know who you are, let's just um start off with tell us a a little bit about yourself. Either of you can go um where you where you grew up, where you're from, uh, those sorts of things. All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave sure. it out there to whoever <laughs> wants to go. Yeah, so uh, I am born and raised in Littleton, Colorado, actually. So literally, probably five ten minutes down the road. Um. Yeah, I've lived here all my life. Went to uh, went to school, um, Chatfield High School in Littleton. Uh, we live right. We live right next. Go Chargers! <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and then went to a school, University of Northern Colorado, where I obviously uh, you know went to do teaching and, and secondary education and uh, played a little baseball while I was up there. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, you know, we we met, uh, you know, at 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 our, our our current current school Overland, and we'll probably get into that here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, um, we now have a fourteen uh, month old kid, and his name's Cooper. So we're we're the C cubed crew, CCC. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I've been going to Fathom for, gosh, uh, probably five years now um, since we've been married, really, and. Uh, and so, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah, I'm Chelsea. Um, I was actually born and raised in Idaho. So that's where I grew up. And then I came out to Colorado for school. I went to Colorado Christian University. Um, actually went to Bible school the year before up in Winter Park. Man, and... Chris probably loves that you went to CCU. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was sitting there. He'd, he'd do his little... Go Cougars. <laughs> that, that thing. <laughs> Go Cougars. Yep. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I actually have family up in Grand Lake. So um, our family's been coming out to Colorado um, 
forever. So it's kind of a second home. And yeah, now we live here. Uh, we live out in Aurora. And yeah, just love it. So. We probably actually met unknowingly when we were maybe early teens. Yeah, when, when did you start working in Grand, in Grand Lake? Uh, when I was in high school. Oh, yeah. So we, I used to always go up to Grand Lake. And Do you remember her? I don't, but, you know, I was an adolescent, <laughs> yes, you know, I going do. through puberty. So it was like, you know, uh, I probably saw this girl behind the counter off of the snack bar. I was like, oh, she's cute. Uh, yeah. But well, we, and I remember these boys always coming up to the counter to order many, many corn dogs. And that was probably me and my buddy. That's so, so yeah, it's kind of weird that we we may have crossed, crossed paths, crossed paths and in Grand Lake of all places. But uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I, I might just have you two just reminisce back and forth of like the good old days because this is <laughs> fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so how long have you guys been married? Oh, Going man. On. June will be five years. June will be five years. Yeah. What June what? June 26th. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I went on that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Me my wife are June. We have like every birthday in June. June is very yeah June's popular month time. yeah it's, it's a lot of fun and you've got a little one cooper mm -hmm. that is awesome um so you've been you've been at fathom how many how many years we uh did some premarital counseling with chris you know before we got married and i'm not sure if we were technically members at that time but you know i remember going to fathom for you know a couple times you know, even when they're not in this this building, when they're at the lift, when they're they at the lift location. Oh, yeah. uh, but I'd, I'd say consistently started coming, uh, you know, that year before we got married. So maybe six months to a year before we got married, we uh, we we were pretty engaged with Fathom since then. Yeah. Well, yeah. And for those of you that don't know, Marcy is Casey's cousin. Yes. So we had, I so. that, that's how I heard of the church. And <laughs> I was going to uh, ask, how did you hear of that? Yeah. And, but it's, it's not only that, uh, Chris was actually my young life leader in, in high school. No wildlife leader. I'm sorry. So in middle school, God bless him. Uh, <laughs> so I did have a connection, uh, to Chris in that way too. But, uh, obviously then he went on to marry Marcy and, uh, you know, my mom, kind of a funny story. My mom tried to set uh, my sister up with Chris uh, before I think uh, she even met Marcy. So it was, it was, uh, it's, it, we, there's, there's some history there. So it's kind of cool. <laughs> that is awesome. And Chris yeah. is not here to defend himself. No, as we talk about. <laughs> no, good. Um, okay. So, and just a reminder, I said this, I said this kind of at the top of the, this episode, but um, just a reminder for those listening, this podcast, we like to, um, what what we like to do here at Fathom is we kind of like to say that this is this is a podcast by Fathom for Fathom, and so um, what that means is we we really just love to get whether they're members of Fathom or been attending here for a long time or they 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 call Fathom Church their home. We like to get them in here talking about um, them themselves, their lives, maybe their testimonies, what God is doing in their life, and um, that's just super important for us because. Um, we do, we just like highlighting the people of, of Fathom church. Um, and so, so it's really awesome. And so we, we, we brought these two on to talk about, um, teaching and, and schooling, um, and all that kind of good stuff. So if y'all want to talk about, uh, just really quickly, um, what you teach, where you teach, what grade, all that kind of good stuff. Um, have you been teaching that specific subject or grade forever? All those good things. 
Okay. Um, we've actually both been teaching for eight years, um, both teaching at Overland High School. Um, we both started there and we've both, you know, have been there our whole teaching career. Um, and that's actually, that's how we met. Um, yeah, I'm a math teacher. And so, Ooh. yeah, love it. Um, and I that, teach. is that for all grades in high school? Um, over the eight one? years I've taught every single grade level. Um, this year I'm teaching geometry honors, which is like a freshman sophomore level class. And then I teach AP statistics, which is a senior level class. So I got, and I got both ends, you know, those just starting high school and those, you know, yeah. getting ready to be done with it. Math. Oof. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. <laughs> you gotta love it. Sorry, I'm not gonna bash math in front of a math teacher at all. I was just terrible at math. <laughs> Casey, what do you teach? Uh, so we, yeah, we 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 round off the nerd crew. I, I teach science, yes. and so I've taught anything from. I think when I first started, I was teaching freshman bio. Quickly realized that that was not my uh, cup of tea. At least those uh, that age, I don't think I related to as well. Um, I've since transitioned into. Uh, teaching physics and astronomy, uh, which uh, physics is mostly juniors, uh, and then astronomy is a senior elective class, uh, semester class. So I've kind of found my niche with those uh, those two things. And um, but yeah, I've been the the science department, uh, you know, uh, that whole time. And uh, we we both also have coached. We've kind of dialed that back a little bit since having the little one, uh, but. I've coached baseball, golf, um, Chelsea's coached cross country and track. And so that's been, you know, uh, you know, uh, definitely a highlight of our, our job as well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what do you love about teaching? And remember we, we don't have like a few hours on <laughs> yeah. this podcast. Chelsea, you go first. <laughs> what, what do you love? What do you love about teaching? And maybe specifically your, your subject, but what do you love about teaching? Um, just being able to interact with the kids. Um, like Casey said, I used to coach and that was just another way to kind of build relationships with the kids outside of the classroom. Um, but just to be like a positive influence in these kids' lives, um, you know, just looking at the world around us, you know, it can be negative. But so just being something positive in their lives, something to, you know, help them kind of push other things aside and focus on math and, um, you know, I don't, I try to not just teach the math, but also try to teach, you know, life lessons. And, um, it's not always easy to do that, but, um, again, just trying to be a positive influence. And, um, I really like my math department. Um, and so that really helps to have really good coworkers as well. Um, but I would say that's the biggest thing that I love about it is just having those, um, positive interactions with the kids and, um, just helping them, preparing them, you know, for life after high school. Mm -hmm. Casey, your turn. Yeah, I think it's got to be the kids. Uh, I don't know why else you would do it. Um, and those interactions can be really hard at times, but I, I think the answer to this question for me has changed over the years. I think when I was a newbie, um, you know, you, you're just out of college. You're just, you just learned how to, you know, go through pedagogy and teaching and, you know, all the, uh, you know, the theory behind teaching and then you get there and it's not necessarily what you expect every time and, uh, in every class. And I think I quickly realized that 
the most important interactions that I have are are those personal interactions. Not not as much as the content as you know the day to day interaction with your kids, seeing them in the hallway. Yeah, being positive. You know, showing them they have um, you know they have uh, you know somebody to to go to and and in hard times and and that's not always math or science uh, related. So I think that's what I enjoy most is, and then, you know, each year you get a new batch of kids and you never know what you're going to get. And, um, I think that, uh, allows you to not get into the rut of maybe some other, um, professions out there of each, each class is different. Each class has its own dynamic and, uh, it definitely keeps you on your toes. And so, uh, it's, it's, it's fun to see, uh, the new batch that comes in every year to keep things, I think, uh, fun and lively. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, tell us a little, if you remember, tell us a little bit about um, when you felt that calling to be a teacher. Like what, what was that moment that maybe you felt like, God, this is like, this is what you want me to do with my life. Um, this is what I'm excited to do. And I'm, I'm totally going to do it. What, what was that like for each of you? Mine's probably not as, I don't know. <laughs> Clear as hers. She she's got a pretty good story in that regard. I don't know if I necessarily had a uh I don't know, you know, a slap in the face that said you need to be a teacher. Uh I've always you know, maybe if I had one instance, I think it would have been when I was in high school I volunteered for the unified program which is um you know, doing sports with uh, kids with disabilities and um I really found I, I, you know, I really found satisfaction and, um, you know, a, a lot of positive stuff to come from that. And I think they met may have been a seed that was placed in me. And then I was honestly focused on playing baseball in college and that drove a lot of my decisions, but, um, always been intrigued in science and, and how the world works. And, uh, you know, I, I actually originally went to school to be a meteorologist and then quickly realized that, you know, I don't know if I would have as much interaction with people and, <laughs> and, and human beings in that way. You don't way. want to be that in Colorado, by the way. No, no. Especially after this do, scene, this last storm. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. did not like the, yeah. Yeah. And Show grace people. Come exactly. On. And I teach, <laughs> teaching gave me the avenue of engaging with people and especially young people, which I, as I matured, <laughs> I would not say I was mature when, when I entered college, but as I matured, I realized that that's where I can have, you know, the most impact. Like I said, with, you know, a different batch of kids coming through every single year, I feel like that's where, you know, when I look back on my career, I can say that I've had a positive impact on the community and the world. So yeah, that's, that's my story. Hers is, hers is a lot more clear, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for me, um, after high school, like I loved math. That was my favorite subject in high school. And so I knew I wanted to do something with math. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And so um, after high school, like I said, I went to um, Timberline Lodge Bible School up in Winter Park. And one of the staff members up there during that year told me that, hey, you should go teach in China. Um, out of nowhere. Yeah, just kind of out of nowhere. Um, I think yeah. sometime during that year, I was like, I think I'm just going to go to, you know, college to be a teacher. Um, but he said that to me. And so that kind of stuck with me. Like, yeah, I think, you know, that would be pretty cool. Um, I think I might enjoy that. And so I went to, then I went to Colorado Christian. Um, and during my junior year, went on a missions trip to China. 
um, with a couple other people from the school and taught English, like conversational English um, to Chinese students um, for five weeks, if I remember. Um, so I did that, loved it. And when I was there, I'm like, I think God was showing me, he's like, hey, this is what I want you to do. Not necessarily teaching English. That's definitely not my <laughs> strong point. <laughs> um, but again, just the whole, the interaction with the kids and, um, you know, that was, you know, how I can be a witness for God through teaching. And, um, and so that kind of solidified my decision of, you know, wanting to be a teacher. Cause by the time, you know, I'm a junior in college, you know, I'm kind of already set in what I was doing. So, um, that kind of just solidified and really gave me confidence, like, Hey, from God, like, Hey, this is what I want you to do. And, um, have loved it ever since. Um, I did have a hard time finding a job. I felt like I kept getting no's after interviews. Um, but again, I think at ending up at Overland, I think that was another blessing from God. Like, you know, that's where I met Casey. And um, I mean, there's been so much other stuff that's come from there. So. That's cool. Those are those are both good stories. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> too. Um, really quickly, what are some things that you just that you might not like about teaching? Like you talked about what you love about teaching. What are some what are some some hard things about about teaching that you're just that maybe non teachers listening might not know of? What are some of the the difficult things? And just some. Um, Casey would probably agree with me. I do a lot of grading. <laughs> he probably would say I do too much. Math teachers give so much work. <laughs> <laughs> we try not to. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of grading. Um, I think for me, one of my weaknesses is I care too much. And so when I care too much or have high expectations, cause I have high mm -hmm. expectations for myself, but I also do for my students. And so when kids don't necessarily meet those expectations, it's hard for me and it's frustrating. Um, yeah. There's a lot of things that are hard about teaching. Uh, you know, thinking about this before we came in, um, I would say maybe the hardest thing for me about teaching is I think trying to meet the needs of every kid. Um, but then when you don't not having that be so defeating, um, you know, and so it's, it's preached to us over and over in, in schooling and, and in our, um, professional learning communities that, yeah, our goal is to meet the needs of every single student. Our, 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 you know, district's, uh, mission is every student every day. And it's, um, you know, obviously a great thing to say, but the fact of the matter is that like. If you try and meet every single need of every single student every single day, you will get burnt out. And um, it's just it's un, it's unrealistic. Now we don't you know we still strive to do that, but um, being I think realistic in some of those interactions and and just you know making sure that you can tell yourself that you gave it your all that day and um, you know that as long as you can say that, then you know. I think you got to have some grace with yourself. So I think that can be, uh, you know, a place where teachers can get into a rut of not every single student in my, in my class is succeeding. 
Um, and that I think that wears on, on teachers because they all, they do care, you know, mm-hmm. and we do care about every single kid, but it's, you know, it sometimes feels like that one kid that slips away is, you know, so much more than the rest of the class that, you know, is where they need to be. So that's, I think that's the hardest part for me. Yeah. And to kind of go off of that, the whole like motivating every single student as well is hard, especially, you know, with our areas of math and science, mm-hmm. like it is hard to sometimes motivate the kids. Um, even so, I think within this last year too. Mm. Perfect segue. There you go. <laughs> that was perfect. Um, speaking of 2020, I was going to yeah, I was going to say speaking of motivation and all, um, let's talk about this whole past, I mean, year plus however long it's been. I don't even know anymore. Um, but for the, on the teacher side of it, 2020, when the pandemic hit, what was that like for you guys? Um, and you could get as specific as you want of like, like, like what may, maybe be good for some of our listeners to hear, like, what was it like for a teacher when things just got crazy and shut down? And then what was that like transition like? And how long was that transition? Mm. I, I have so many questions about that because <laughs> I hear from a lot of students about how they like they're trying, they're still the online learning stuff as well as in person, all that kind of stuff. But I'd love to hear from teachers. What was that like beginning of this pandemic? Um, and what was that like on, on, on both of you? Well, first of all, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because we got to pretty much spend Cooper's first year of life, like at home. That's like awesome. We just got to spend that with him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, we try to look on the positive side of seeing that like Mm -hmm. we got to spend so much time together and see you know those milestones of Cooper but like as a teacher um I don't know it was it was kind of hard with the transition of like taking you know teaching fully in person to teach then switching completely to online um and trying to figure out that and how the best um support kids well and early on it was we thought we were going to be back in two weeks, you know, it was, Hey, we're going to take an extra week of spring break, you know, a year ago. It's like, okay, well, sweet. We get an extra week of spring break. And then when all this passes, we'll be back in the classroom. Uh, so it wasn't like, it was like, Hey, you got to figure out how to teach online. It was a very slow, like, wow, this is not going to stop in the near future. And so that first semester was honestly a mess and the entire world was a mess. So, you know, naturally uh, us trying to figure out what that looked like for students um, week to week, day to day took, you know, a lot of effort and a lot of, um, you know, stuff that was above our pay grade uh, to make. But, you know, a lot of the decisions that came from above us, we had to adapt to. And so I think that was definitely, uh, you know, exhausting, but yeah, we, we tried to take the positives from it and, within our own family, it was there, there was some, there were some good things, but, um, yeah. And there's been some times where it's hard to separate, like when you are teaching fully at home, like separating your teaching work life with your actual home life. And so for me, that was personally hard to keep the two separated because, you know, I had a hard time separating it. So I was always thinking about teaching and what I had to do. Um, Casey, I think you were better at separating the two but yeah I mean I think I yeah I think our our district 
it was it was hard with you know to answer your question about like um you know what it was like what was it like for us and and making that transition I, it was it's it's probably more complex than people realize especially in our district especially at our school um you know we're in the Cherry Creek School District but we're at Overland where we've got a really low socioeconomic uh, demographic and um to just assume that kids can make a transition online um is a huge assumption, especially at our school. Uh, and so navigating whether or not even if kids had access to a computer was one and then access to internet was another. Uh, and so there was a lot of equity issues and that's a huge, you know, piece of education these days, especially our district. They do a good job of making sure things were equitable and it just wasn't going to be trying to make a trans transition that fast to an online learning platform where yeah we didn't know if our you know a lot of our kids had internet at home so it was it was a mess to to be blunt and um i think once we started this school year uh we were still you know battling some of those equity issues but um i think it was better but learning is not best done online learning is best done face to face and inter interacting with each other and interacting with our students that's why we got into it right and and you could just, you could see the frustration in teachers that way that we just wanted to be with kids. Um, and, and we knew the, you know, the concerns and everything that the community had, the parents had. And, um, you know, if, if I could say one thing to the community at large, I think it'd just be like, we did our best. We're still doing our best. Luckily it sounds like we're going back fully in April. So, um, that is, you know, the teachers are, maybe the most happy uh, group of, of, of people that are, you know, hearing that. So um, it was, it was, a, it was, it was a mess <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. You could be honest. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> what, during this whole process, even up until now, what is one thing that God taught you personally, uh, maybe as a teacher, but like just you personally through this whole pandemic thing, um, shifting, with, with your career, all that kind of stuff, having, raising a, a little, little baby during all this. Um, what, what is one thing that God has, or, or multiple things that God has been teaching you throughout this? Uh, to have grace with mm. each other. Um, yeah. Having grace with Casey, having grace with our coworkers and our students, I think, especially having grace with the students. I think that's, been a hard one because like I said I do have high expectations mm -hmm. and I want my students to succeed um especially you know I teach honors and AP students and so you know I hope they have high expectations as well but it's been hard on them too um so I think yeah just having grace but also you know when this all started you know I was kind of fearful with everything so I think just also trusting in God knowing that you know he does have a plan and yeah. He has a purpose why all this happened, but, um, yeah. So I think that those are my two big ones of, you know, having grace, but then also trusting in him. Yeah, those are good. Yeah. Just having perspective on what matters. Um, you know, like sometimes we get into a rut of, of teaching our, our subject math or science, but kids needed to be checked in on mentally. <laughs> I mean, to not have interaction with classmates and that sort of thing, like, Part of, I think, why maybe kids will be behind is because, yeah, we're not getting as much face time and seat time, but I think teachers were 
doing the right thing and, and checking on kids and how they were doing and just making sure that they had like people to talk to. Even if we couldn't see them oftentimes on the screen, like the fact that they could see us um, when we were teaching remotely was important. And, and we, you know, a lot of the, you know, the talk from administration and the district was about grading and how we weren't going to penalize uh, students, especially that first semester for not engaging in online stuff. It's like, I, I, start to understand that we were, we were probably pretty frustrated about that early on. But yeah. now that I kind of look back and look at the perspective of like, we just need to make sure our kids were okay. Um, and then honestly, like learning almost became secondary. And so I, I'm okay with that. I I'm okay. Like saying that, you know, I was, I was most worried about whether or not, you know, my kids were, were doing okay and they were in a good mental place. And then, you know, making sure that we, you know, still engaged in learning was, was secondary, but um, yeah, it was, it was tough. Yeah. Those are all, <clears throat> I mean, super good things. And hopefully people are really listening to this parents, whether you're not a parent, whatever, um, just giving grace to everybody, my, <laughs> especially teachers, my wife's a teacher I have a special place in my heart for <laughs> teachers. Um, but yeah, also, I mean, as a, as a youth pastor, youth minister are the, the younger generation. I mean, they were really affected by this and still are. And mm -hmm. so check, check in with them, make sure they're okay. I think yeah. that's super important to remember. Um, I really want to get to this. Uh, you two are both Christians, um, both Christians, also teachers in, in a public school. What is that like for you guys? I know that that's a, that's kind of a big question and you could take that wherever you want, but what is it like being a Christian, um, and, and being at the front of a class, being at a public school, um, what are some of the, the difficulties about that in being around coworkers and being around school, um, bringing your faith to your, to your job? Um, what, what does that look like? What are some difficulties, but also maybe if, if there's, um, any upsides or anything that you've learned from that? Um, well, for me at the beginning of the school year, I always introduce myself. And so I always tell my students like where I went to college and I always say like I went to Colorado Christian University and I think when some kids hear the word Christian I think they kind of like not cringe but they're like oh okay so you're a Christian <laughs> um I think some take it good some take it you know maybe not and um but for me that's kind of always like not I think it's bad to assume just because you go to a Christian college doesn't mean you're a Christian but um you know I try and live out my faith and you know, I try and love my students. I try, you know, sometimes it doesn't always happen, but try, you know, all treating them the same and just kind of showing them like, again, through my actions that, yeah, there's something different about me. And, um, but yeah, being a Christian, especially it's different around coworkers, I think, mm. um, Casey, it might be different for you. Um, I'm a little bit of a but, rare bird, especially in the science department. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Christian science guy that <laughs> sometimes, yeah. right. You know, you know, those two, those, those two things supposedly don't go together, but supposedly, yeah. yeah. Nowadays, yeah. I think we like kind of, for me, I think there's more Christians in the education system than we realize. Yeah. Um, I know there's actually a few Christians in my math department. Um, and I know there's other ones throughout our school as well. So it's, cool to know that there are, are other Christian teachers, um, out there. 
I think, yeah, I definitely think there's more than you think. I think it's a, it's a, it's a profession that's a servant profession. And so I think naturally like, you know, Christians should, you know, fill that profession equally as others. And so like, I don't know, I, I think that, yeah, we, we sometimes are maybe hesitant to discuss with others, um, you know, because of the, I don't know, the fear of, yeah, how, yeah, you're, you're not supposed to profess or not, not necessarily profess, but you're not supposed to, um, you know, preach your faith in the classroom, which we obviously don't, but it's like, there's nothing wrong with speaking about your faith. And like, I've become a little bit more bold in the last couple of years, not just because I've been more comfortable with, I, I just don't, you know, find the, I don't find an issue with speaking about my faith and I don't see it ever getting close to the, you know, um, you know, the slippery slope of trying to convert or, you know, put my faith on somebody else. There's nothing wrong with talking about who I am. And so I've become a little bit more bold in that lately. Uh, but there's still, I think, just that kind of overarching like fear of, yeah, maybe if, if I say something that, you know, is going to offend somebody, I don't want to be on the news or something like that. It's like, <laughs> you know, um, so I think there's maybe that, that fear still and that, you know, just kind of stereotype of, you're not supposed to talk about God in school. Um, but I, like I said, I've become a little bit more tactful <laughs> recently. So. Well, cause you have some science lessons that you can kind of tie it. Yeah. And I not think tie it in, but question. Yeah. And I, I think I've again, become a little bit more, uh, I don't know, kind of tactful with those, those different things and, you know, how we talk about, you know, some, some topics in science that can, that can lead to those philosophical conversations. Like I always, you know, filter, not my ideas in there, my beliefs in there, but I always leave the door open. Um, I believe in a creator. I believe in, you know, intelligent design and, and my God and, and, and what he's, what he's created in, in nature. And, um, so I, I definitely don't discount those ideas and, um, I, I want my students. So if like, if a student, does come up and, and, and start to talk, you know, about those things. And I try and stoke the fire a little bit because, you know, maybe I can have a conversation more in depth with those students and, and who knows where those, those things can lead, those conversations can lead. And I always, I always, you know, make it a point to say, when we talk about some of those big philosophical ideas in science, like if you want to talk to me about, talk to me about what I believe, my door is always open. Um, and I, I would, you know, obviously be more, uh, comfortable talking about that one-on-one rather than to an entire class. Um, and so it's, it's definitely, you know, I think early on, I felt a little bit like you're walking on ice a little bit and how you talk about your faith, but I'm definitely becoming a little bit more comfortable and bold in, in, in discussing it. Um, but it is, you know, it, you do have to be a little careful, I think. Um, and that's just, I think a, a way of being professional as well. Um, but yeah, I think overall in, in the public system, you know, you also get some of the, um, kind of feeling of alienation a little bit too of, uh, you know, in our society that's becoming more and more tolerant to everything it seems like. And, um, I think instead of me trying to obviously judge, I don't think that's obviously my position to ever judge as a Christian, but I just try and continue to tell myself to love all my students equally. And, you know, no matter what background they are, what religion they are, um, you know, what 
life decisions they make. I just try and love my kids well. And I, I hope that can be the biggest testament to my faith. Um, so I think you can be safe by doing that. <laughs> yeah. You know, get love them well, but also, you know, doing that through getting to know them and yeah. who they are outside of the classroom. And Chelsea's told me stories of kids eventually coming, uh, coming up to her. Are you a Christian? Just by the way she acts and, you know, and I love the question. Are you a hardcore Christian? Yeah, I did get that question. Um, it was yeah. my first or second year teaching. Yeah, I had this girl, she came up to, to me. Are you a hardcore you, are you Christian? Are you one of those hardcore Christians? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, think, I didn't know there were levels. Of, yeah. Well, I think she took it like, are you really judgy and are you really yeah, right. strict yeah, yeah, on totally. like, yeah. you know, you like. You kind of know what that means when somebody asks yeah, you. Yeah. And so, like, I, you know, I had to tell yeah, them okay. like, yeah. you know. Yes, I'm a Christian, but you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so there's been some really cool conversations with that. Um, before we were married, I wore a purity ring and I had a lot of kids always ask me about that. Mm -hmm. And so I've had, you know, really cool conversations like, well, what does that mean? And, yeah. um, you know, and I haven't like shied away from like telling them. And so, um, you know, there's been some cool conversations here and there that we've have had with That's awesome. kids. Yeah. But I mean, especially you guys just saying, but really when it comes down to it, you're going to love the students that you're teaching. And, and I, I just think that's so important really in any job, wherever you're at, even if you're not a teacher, if you're just working a business job, love your coworkers. Yeah. Like that, that's, I think that's super important. Mm -hmm. Um, we're, we're getting close to time up, but really quickly, just, do you have any advice for teachers? Any advice at all? For parents teachers? or teachers? Te teachers first and then parents. Okay. <laughs> any advice for teachers, whether it's through this time still um, or anything else that you have, you have learned that you want to give a shout out to teachers. Mm. And if you don't, That's we can go straight <laughs> to parents. <laughs> no. Uh, hang oh, in there. Gosh. There's a lot. I mean, a lot for teachers. Hang in there. Uh, yeah. Hang one. in there. Um, you know, I've had to tell myself this a lot of times, you know, it's just one day at a time or for me, like in high school, you know, one period at a time some mm -hmm. days. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Give yourself grace. I think that's with any yeah. profession, yeah. you know, um, you can get, you can get into a rut and anything that you do and teaching is no different. And so remembering again, perspective, why you started it, why you do what you do. Um, and if you just think about what's best for kids, I think our principal that retired two years ago was, and maybe that's why it's so ingrained in me. It's we do what's best for kids. There's all the, you know, stuff that goes on above our pay grade. As long as we do what's best for kids, mm -hmm. all the stuff that comes from politics and trickles on down. It's like, if you just focus on what's, what's best for your students, then I think that's, that's where you can start. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right advice for parents well we're now parents so parents? i will not judge any parent <laughs> after even having a you know Very 14 true. months I worth now will not judge <laughs> any parent <laughs> uh i don't know you, you you what would what would you say to parents what about even maybe specifically parents of the the age that you guys teach of mm -hmm. like grade school kids elementary middle school high school uh, of still we're in in a weird time what are some of the things you would still say to, to some parents out there that maybe just are frustrated, don't know what to do? 
I mean, same thing like I said with teachers, like hang in there, but like, you know, stay with it and give again, the teachers grace. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Sometimes. I don't know. Just maybe. <laughs> yeah. Just like always. understand everything that we've talked about so far and, and why we do what we do. It's, it's for the best interest of your, your kid and all kids. And, you know, maybe, yeah, your kid is one of 30 in my class and one of 150 on mm-hmm. all my rosters, but, um, there's a reason we got into teaching and that's for our kids to be successful. And we so dearly want that. And I'd say 99% of teachers do, you know, you're always going to have 1% that maybe goes against that. But, um, yeah, I, I think, um, having kids own their education more. I, even just within our eight years or whatever, you know, you see, um, parents doing a lot of the work. And that's like for my classroom, like one of the things that I always go, go back down to is like the person that's doing the most work is the person that's doing the most learning. And so if mm-hmm. I'm up there doing all the work on the board, I'm lecturing, blah, blah, like they're not going to be doing the most learning. And uh, I want my kids to do the most in class because if they're doing, they're going to be learning. And so like when I see parents doing all of the you know, communication, all the check-in on grades and, and that sort of thing. That's, that's good. And we, we want parent engagement. I think maybe that's the biggest thing is like, there's a direct correlation between parents that are involved and successful students. Not always, but it's a pretty good, pretty strong correlation, but like, um, you know, making sure that, um, yeah, let, let your student communicate, let your student own their grades, let them, make the first step. Obviously you're going to hold their, hold their hand and guide them along the way, but you know, encourage them to, especially at our age, encourage them to make adult conversations, adult um, interactions before the parent steps in. And, you know, obviously we have those parent conversations a lot, but, um, and then they oftentimes need to happen, but encourage those, those young adults to take that next step and become an adult. So I don't know. That's sometimes it's sometimes good to see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. TGM, those life lessons. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for both being here. Um, any last minute thoughts on teaching, schooling, anything else you'd like to add? No. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We, en- we enjoy teaching. Yeah. Well, we love it. Say, you can, you can tell you both enjoy teaching and you are both, called to do this from what we just talked about and and hopefully our listeners can can hear that too um so thank you guys so much for being here uh it was really i really appreciate it talking about your passion for teaching for young young people and um just pouring into them and and loving them so that's that's really awesome really important um thank you church for listening uh a couple really quick things uh that i want to mention to you uh sign up for uh register for Good Friday and Easter services. They're coming up pretty soon um, and spots are filling up. So make sure to go fathomchurch.org to sign up and register for those two services. But um, thank you church for listening. We love you and we'll catch you next time.